Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection, prayer and song for Sunday the 13th of February 2022, the 6th Sunday after Epiphany. Today our reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, and our hymns come from Lansdowne Parish Church Choir and Dunblane Cathedral Choir. Happy are those who follow the ways of the Lord. God's ways are just and merciful. Those who follow God's ways are continually nourished in faith. In all that they do, they prosper. Come, let us open our hearts to God's compassionate love. Let us celebrate God's love, mercy and justice. Let us worship God. Our reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, reading from verse 17 to 26. Let us listen for God's word. Jesus came down with the disciples and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all of Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, 
And when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Amen. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God around us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. The name Oswald Lawrence probably doesn't mean too much to most people, but he was an actor in the 1960s and 70s who was heard by millions of people. A few years ago, staff at the Embankment Tube Station in London were approached by a lady who was clearly in distress, asking where the voice had gone. The staff were initially very confused and not a little concerned. That lady was Margaret McCollum, Oswald Lawrence's wife. He was an actor who had provided the voice on the Northern Line announcement that said, Mind the Gap, to warn passengers of the gap between train carriages and platform. His received pronunciation and radar-trained voice had been replaced by a modern digital version. Margaret would occasionally try and change her travel plans if possible and travel through that station just to hear her husband's voice occasionally issuing that clear and very distinct announcement, Mind the Gap. The end of the tale is a happy one, as his voice was restored to that station announcement in that particular station and can be heard today as a almost a doffing of the cap to London underground history. There is something unyielding and unaging in that pronouncement, mind the gap. It sends a note of warning and caution but through its note of urgency is also, I think, a depth of care to those who hear it. That same note of concern and care can clearly be heard in Jesus' pronouncement in today's reading from Luke. It is a warning steeped in a love for our neighbour and brings to the front of Jesus' proclamation to mind the gap between the rich and the poor, to mind the gap between the haves and the have-nots of the Mediterranean communities that he visited. It is rare that we come upon this reading of the Beatitudes that includes both the blesseds and the woes. It follows in this gospel 
at a time when Jesus had just gone up a mountain to find time away from crowds so that he could pray. And in a similarity to Moses, he comes down from the mountain and gathers together his disciples. He names them one by one, the core group, before speaking to the waiting crowds. This speech that Jesus gives is a raw, unvarnished, faith-rattling declaration of God's kingdom. He has come to bring healing, both physically to people and to their way of life, all rooted in faith. Matthew, the gospel writer, as we may recall, also has a sermon, except it's often called the Sermon on the Mount, where we look up to Jesus. Whereas Luke, on the other hand, has a sermon on the plain, where we find Jesus amongst the people, amongst us. He came down with them and stood on a level place. It is spoken to people who have made or are in the process of making a commitment of faith. This Jesus is giving a call to action. Jesus speaks to challenge them to ask what it is that they value and what it is that they reject in relation to how they live life as a follower. With the blessings and the woes, everyone listening should have been squirming. This is Jesus telling them and us today how life is and how life should be. This is an insight to how they and we live our life and how we share our life. For those first hearers, it was most definitely a challenge. For people who believed that you reaped what you sowed, that blessing came to those whom God favoured, to hear Jesus seemingly randomly bless people was such a contrary notion to them. The Beatitudes conflicted with every norm and tradition that they knew, so radical were they. The Beatitudes are not a list of conditions. It is not a contract that Jesus is setting out before them, not a case of you will be blessed if you do this or that. The theologian Justo Gonzalez, in his commentary on Luke, calls this a hard-hitting gospel for a very good reason. Taking a summary of these words, it might sound like they are saying, make yourself poor, make yourself unpopular, make yourself hungry, make yourself sad, which to those first hearers was a challenge. And it was hardly the most endearing and winning of recruitment drives. It does beg the question, does God only love us if we're miserable? But no, I believe far from it. These words are twofold. A promise and a hope to those who find themselves at the raw end of life, the ignored, the marginalised, that God still sees them, loves them and looks to their future. These words are also a warning to those on the other end of life to bridge the gap, to mend the gap and to live life with a purposeful intention and generosity towards all neighbours as God has an attention of us. God is on to us 
God is testing and searching our hearts and our minds. No one is excluded from that examination. If our faith and our religion are to be believed and lived truly, then they will affect our hearts and our minds, our motivation and our reasoning, and ultimately how we act. Our actions reflect our fundamental loyalties, our loves and dispositions more accurately than we often care to admit. To hear that those were usually invisible, to hear that those who were usually invisible were in God's sights, to hear that God's blessed the lowly and the lonely, those whom others barely noticed, to hear themselves described as blessed was as shocking as it is now. That message was a huge surprise to those who heard Jesus say it and continues to be a surprise to us today. When we look to the future of the church, nationally or locally, we are called to demonstrate how we in our time know what life really is like and how we relate to the people around us in our community and the lives that they are leading and the hunger that they have called to mind the gaps that exist here and across the world, called to mind the gaps of wealth, food, education, health, access to vaccinations, inequality. What is it that people are hungry for? A place of sanctuary, a deepening relationship with God through music or scripture, a place to meet and share community. Living life as it is requires us to strike a balance. We must not be so heavenly minded that we are of no earthly use, but conversely we must not be of such earthly use that we're no longer heavenly minded. Jesus tells us the truth of what faithful living is going to be like. He tells us to live life as it is with all its blessings and its woes. We cannot say after today that we've not been advised, nor can we say that after today, having heard Jesus, God has not revealed who God is and what God is calling us to do and to be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, you created all things, and in the stillness of time you have filled them with your glory, bringing light into our darkness, so that all of creation is moved into a reflection of your beauty. Throughout all people, give insight to see your expression of care and ears to hear your voice of love, that we might be witnesses of your love and servants of your bidding. Show us, God, your light and path of peace to challenge and transform faith and belief. Guide all those in power, we pray. Fill them with your spirit of wisdom and compassion, giving a vision of your gracious purpose for all people. Let our world be a place filled with the light of justice and opportunity. 
where the gaps of inequality are minded and mended. Lord, when we think of the Beatitudes, we pray for people who have lost hope and happiness, who are beset by more woes than blessings, whose lives are filled with anguish or fear. Let our world be a place filled with the light of hope and healing. We pray for those who have lost loved ones and those who are hurting, for those who are in hospital or facing tough decisions. We pray for courage and to know that your love is with them. And today we pray in a moment of quiet for those who are known to us. O loving God, as the disciples learned of your ways, that look deep into ourselves, open our minds today to better fashion ourselves and our ways in becoming the disciples and the followers that trust in you. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Others, oh 
Thank you for joining with me today for this time of worship. And now let us go, built in the spirit, built in faith, to love and serve the Lord, loving one another and building communities of faith. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen. <laughs>